I supposed to take that? What I'm saying is, if you're having problems with so many people, maybe the issue is not us, maybe it's you. No. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life of Lala. My name is Latanja, if you already don't know that, and I'm going to be talking about emotional abuse, part four, the narcissist. Now, I have done existential research about this for about a couple weeks now. All the podcasts that I've put up since last week, I was doing research since then, and I was also tapping in with my inner self. Like I said, I'm not a very religious person, but I've actually thought about it and I think I'm more of a spiritual person like I literally went to the uh, store the other day bought some incense bought some candles and I just pray I just get on my knees and I pray and I thank God for another day for another day of me breathing for another day of me being safe another day of me getting home because times like these you never know if you're gonna make it home safely so I have notes in my phone um and I'm definitely gonna be going through the notes, I'm going to be um, giving examples. So I am going to be reading what I wrote in my notes on my phone, but I'm also going to be giving examples because I have a lot of examples and I've also accumulated text messages. And I've also, um, as you already know, in the interlude, I inserted an argument, a piece of an argument again, where my mom blames me. And that is exactly right there was just what I'm, what I'm going to be talking about in the episode. That is narcissistic projection. And... Here it goes. My parents projected all their faults onto me. And what I mean by that is whenever I called them out on something they did wrongfully to me, they'd find something about me to call me out on and not take responsibility for what they've done. But instead trying to make me seem like the bad guy. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Literally. And that 10 second audio clip in the freaking beginning literally i can't freaking fathom more like that is exactly what happened exactly what i went through exactly what i experienced um i she i can't remember no i do remember but it's not really important i told her something about how she let like the reason why she let me like bring my boyfriend over was because she said so and I was like you knew that I was having problems with Mark's mom and his family and that I didn't want to go over there no more and then she was like okay so let me tell you something don't you think that if you're having problems with all these people the problem is you and I was like uh no they're grown ma'am but instead I'd like I was like no like why 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 what do you mean like (laughs) and so That was a lot, and it was just a lot to take in. So a pathological narcissist will cause, sorry, will call you out. I'm reading my note right now. This is one of my notes. A pathological narcissist will call you out for being the selfish, inconsiderate one with the mental disorder. And an example of this is when my dad for years My dad, like, literally from the beginning of time, cheated, lied, did drugs. Like, literally from the time that I remember, he did so much, like, crazy shit and lied about so many different things. And my mom, too, she lied about so many different things, always hid the truth, always. And I knew she was lying about a lot of things or she was over-exaggerating about things, like, just trying to get a reaction. And so when my dad, all those lies and stories he told Whenever I would tell a lie, I'd become a habitual liar. And if you don't know, like, let me look it up right now. A habitual liar, like, that is beyond, like, just a simple fucking lie. Habitual liar. Boom. Pathological lying, also known as mythomania and pseudologia. Wait, pseudologia, fantastica is the chronic behavior of compulsive or habitual lying. Unlike telling the occasional white lie to avoid hurting someone's feeling or getting trouble, a pathological liar seems to lie for no apparent reason. Boom. So my dad called me out on being something that he is. And I was like so confused. I was like, bruh, you lie way more than me. Like... We still uncovering lies that you didn't did a long ass time ago, my nigga. Like, we still uncovering the lies. But that's a prime example. He would call me 
out for me telling like no basically he would try to call me out after I told him he did something like that he'll call me out for being a liar when he is the one who of course lies the most like I don't sir excuse me ma'am like what um what my dad did is called narcissistic projection it is how both he and my mother avoided taking responsibility for their behaviors. They shoveled the burden onto me by using guilt and shame. And they made me, they really did. They made me feel so shameful for lying, especially around my boyfriend. My dad would always point out like, oh, she's just a liar. You shouldn't be with her. Like making me feel shitty, making me feel like I was a horrible person that maybe I do lie to my boyfriend. Like maybe I, do, I, I am such a fucking liar. I just lie to him every twist and turn, you know, like. And I was like, dang, like, I don't, you know, they like, and later on in this um, podcast, you're going to see like what I'm talking about, how I thought that he was right. You know, like I am, I must be some type of liar. Like, dang, like I must be out here lying. Like, so my parents would always manipulate me and make me believe that they were the victims. I remember when I was graduating high school and I have the text messages right here. When I was graduating high school. My parents went ahead and, no, 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 my mom had did something to me beforehand, which made me really upset because I had to walk home. Yeah, I was, I was mostly walking home most of the year, mostly walking to school, mostly walking home because a lot of the time me and my mom were getting along and she wouldn't even try to come pick me up. Like she would just go back home. Like I remember one time we got an argument and a day before and she took me to school but she didn't come pick me up she just left me there literally just left me um so she told like my brother my brother came into the kitchen he was like why won't you invite mom and dad to your graduation that's messed up and I was like because like I was like honestly like that is between me and mom it has nothing to do with you and I don't think you should get involved like that and so then I went ahead and I texted my mom I was like if there's something you want to talk about um, well, my room is just downstairs. No more sending others our business. Um, it has no more sending others. Our business has to do with me and you and how we handle it is not, is not and how we handle our business is not your husband's, not your son's, not your daughter's, not your sister's. It's just me and your business. If there's something you feel entitled to, let's talk about it. But I'm not really in the, I'm not really Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Sorry, I wrote this a long time ago, so I was like, blah, blah. all right. So I said, if there's something you want to talk about, well, my room is just downstairs. No more sending others our business. What has to do with me and you and how we handle it is our business and not your husbands, not your sons, not your daughters, your sisters, me and you. If there's something you feel entitled to, let's talk about it. But I'm not really in the mentality to make others feel good when I personally do not feel okay. I am a reflection of everything I've been through and I don't tell anyone how to handle their anger slash disappointment. But if we don't talk before Wednesday, then the marathon will continue. As of lately, I'm done being labeled. I'm done feeling like I have some type of mental issue. I am a human being. I am human. I've told you this. But this stupid cycle you and dad put me through stops today. From this point forward, I won't. I want change, especially if you want to be a part of my success and my happiness. Because as of lately, I don't feel entitled to let you. Just a little bit of my thoughts coming from a heart, which is a warm, emotional place. And so to which she replied... Although I gave you the $300 the beginning of the year for your cap and gown, the book finds and spent another hundred and something a couple of weeks ago on another book. And without my help, you wouldn't have been allowed to walk across the stage. I accept that it's your day. Although dad and I did not get an invite, dad and I will not be attending. I wish you nothing but the best and on your special day. I want you to experience nothing but happiness. Good night. And I was like, okay, but you're only hurting yourself. It's not about the money. For I was like, fuck the damn money. Who cares? I'm talking about our relationship. But all you care to bring up is just money. But okay, you don't want to move. You don't want to move on. You want to stray away. I won't keep you. But one day it'll be too late. Life's too short to even waste my energy. But what a shame, man. What a goddamn shame. I've already said thanks for all that anyway. So if you think I'm ungrateful, you're putting your you're putting that into your own head. And I can't change that for you. So as you could tell, like she bought up like 
they refused to take responsibility. I told her like all I wanted was for us to sit down and talk. I get in, like some we apologize, we talk, we mature, we talk like human freaking beings. And she didn't want to do that. She would rather not go to my graduation than just say sorry. You know why? Because narcissistic people do not feel like they are ever the one to blame. Rather, they're the victim. She was trying to be the victim in the in the sense that she gave me money for school. I mean, I don't know what parent isn't supposed to do parent-like things. Like help your kid through school or pay for their books or stuff like that. Like, what was I supposed to do? You know, and even then, like the books that she paid for, I had to beg people from the office to pay for the rest of the book. So she gave me money for some of the book, but not all of the book. I had to accumulate that money myself. I got across that stage because of me, not because of you. So do not take my success and use it as your own and try to get get your little credit for me getting across the stage i got across the stage because i'm a good person i had good grades i had a good personality teachers loved me i had a nice year i did not get in no trouble all i had was missing books but yet you want to try to take you want to try to take my success and use it for your own because you don't want to take responsibility for your actions the other day isn't that crazy guys isn't that crazy and it's like i like this because i get to just take a problem like a ball of a problem and just pull out the threads and just study them why 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 you know i honestly don't know why well no 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 i know why my mom definitely has money problems she struggles with money she's always has she's it's just a thing she just struggles with money and um i know why she had she felt like she needed to bring that up because money in my family excuse me money in my family has always been the drive of it like the reason why there's connections why the why people talk to each other is because of money and i'm not saying that i'm not a, i'm not a guilty of asking for money or getting money or talking to somebody for some money but i'm saying like that's just how our family was driven through money that's how everything worked if you weren't helping paying rent, you were inferior. If you weren't giving any type of money to anything, you were inferior. You're not, you know, like stuff like that. It's exactly what happened. And so, which that, those text messages right there shows she was and is still unwilling to take responsibility. Projection is a defense mechanism. When they don't like something about, no, when they don't like something, sorry, when we don't like something about ourselves, we often point it out in other people. And we all do this. We, like, we all do this, but narcissists are experts at it. They use it as a tool of manipulation. And honestly, honestly, I can't even say that I don't think my parents knew what they were doing. Because honestly, how, and have I've seen them lie, how I've seen them tear people down and bring up things about people you you know it's definitely planned it's definitely calculated how they go about being narcissistic people and so basically when the narcissist denies ignores or is unwilling to look at their own faults they project them back onto you basically literally what just happened with the graduation text messages she was just so unwilling to take responsibility for what she said and what she did she didn't want to apologize she didn't want to talk about it rather bring me down about some freaking money so our relationship is based off the 500 dollars that she spent on my freaking books literally <laughs> i don't get it Narcissists are quick to blame when something goes wrong and they're constantly projecting feelings that they can't tolerate onto their children, their spouse, or whoever is their target. So they try to make you feel guilty for what they've done and how you react to it. Boom. Literally, like it's so crazy because in one text message, guys, one text message, <laughs> you literally are getting like five of my points in one text message. So when I tried to tell her how she made me feel, how she's not going to come to my graduation unless she told me something, like told, like talked to me about what happened, she tried to make me feel guilty. 
for the books and the you know try to take her try to take my like my come up as her own like she did that for me like I would have never graduated if or walked across the stage if it wasn't for her she got mad about how I reacted to how she was being and literally that day Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't, it was because that day I, I needed to go to Walmart to get dog food and I needed to go to Sprint because they were charging so much for my phone bill. And I was like, you know, like what the fuck is going on? Why are they charging me so freaking much? Like they literally have these lease deals talking about $35 a month and then it's like 158 or 180. Like for what? Like it's, it's it, for what? And so I wanted to go to Sprint. I was really stressed out about it because I barely got my job. I was not going to make enough right away for that big old phone bill so i was asking my mom if she could take me she was like no i'm only gonna take you to walmart and then and then i got in the car like i was just begging her please 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 she was like no i'm not gonna take you no 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 no. and i was like please so i got in the car and she was mad and i was like why like why wouldn't you do it and she was like i was like what what else do you have she came like literally dressed in like clothes that she i know that she just goes to wear when she goes back to her room and lays down or sits down to watch tv so I was like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do today? And she was like, mind my, my mind my own business. And I was like, why can't you just give me a ride? And she was like, well, all my kids have had to walk and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, do you know how dangerous it is for kids to be walking like that everywhere? Do you know how dangerous that is? And yet you don't even want to drive me to the mall. We live by it. Oh, but you can walk. I'm just asking for a ride. Well, I don't need to give you this and this and that. I'm gonna blah, blah. Like stuff like that. Like, and I cried. I went to my room and I cried. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. That was it for me. I was like, you know what? You want to be like that? Great. Be like that. But, but I am not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that power over me no more. So I came up with myself. I was like, you know, they're not invited to my graduation. And at first I felt like, you know, I should. But that is my success. That is something I worked for. And so, of course, I didn't want to invite them to my graduation. So, like I said, they try to make you feel guilty for what they've done and how you react to it. It's never the narcissist's fault and blame must be assigned to somebody, not them. It's always blame, too. It's never like, oh, well, nobody did anything. Oh, no, no, no. Somebody's getting blamed. Somebody did something like it's always like that. It's a way of deflecting responsibility. It's always your fault. If it's always your fault, they never have to change. They're always perfect, correct, and superior. And that's so true. Same with my dad. He was always, he always has to be the superior one. He always has to be the one who's always right and everybody's wrong. And I'm not kidding. Like, even with my, his own mother, he is like this. And no, no, no. He's such a hypocrite because in the same way, like, that he's just the way that he points things out that people do and stuff. He does the exact same thing. The way he says that I treat my mom supposedly is exactly how he treats his mom. So is it really me or is it you, sir? <laughs> Y'all, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today because it's 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 sick. Parents don't understand how sickening it is when their own kids have to be adults. Their own kids have to be more mature. Their own kids have to be more self-identifying. They have to build themselves up from nothing because their own parents won't even try. Oh, I don't know math, so I can't help you with it. Try to at least freaking learn it. Learn math. If you don't even know a bit of math, there's a problem. If your kids are way smarter than you, like literally school-wise and everything else and you still don't find a problem with that there's a problem and then parents are so they're wondering oh why do they have all these problems they have all these problems they're so crazy they're this and that they don't listen they don't do that because of you because of what you're doing because of what you're putting them through that is why because you're the parent you're their idol you're the you're the what we look up to you're the you're the you're the you're supposed to be the one that we learn from and yet you're doing things and wondering where your kid gets it from. I don't understand. You're the one that they get it from. Victims who don't realize that they're victims. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I skipped a little point. 
So I said, it's a way of deflecting responsibility. It's always your fault and never, and they never have to change. They're always perfect, correct, and superior. And this happens also a lot in Mexican families because they feel like, oh, because we're Mexican, that's why we do what we do. It's an excuse for why they never have to change and why it's your fault and why they don't have to change a fucking thing because they're freaking Mexican and that's what you do. That's ignorance. So they'll project or externalize their self-loathing and attack you for it. And that's exactly what Mark's mom was starting to do for starting to do for me. To me, sorry. She was becoming you could tell first you could tell she was deaf something was definitely wrong with her and i'm not talking about like her body she was limping or nothing like something mentally was wrong with her she was starting to act more moody sticking to her tablet she was she's always talking about on how unhappy she was in her marriage she won't do nothing about it like stuff like that like she was definitely sharing a lot and i could tell like you know that she needed help but instead she attacked me for it and not definitely not straight up but definitely like passive aggressively attacked me and so did her their dad they were just too much for me to handle and i was like bro i don't want to deal with this at my some my own boyfriend's house i don't want to do this like we're not even married and they're already acting like horrible in-laws like jesus so victims don't realize that they are victims of narcissistic abuse are often burdened by the sense of guilt, shame, and self-hatred, and they don't even recognize where that comes from. That's because it's not your stuff. It's, it is issues that they have rejected on you by the narcissist. Give me a second. <clears throat> I hate when, like, I'm talking and it's hard for me to talk. Like, for some reason when I'm talking and I'm getting into talking it's hard for me to like breathe <laughs> and I don't know why maybe I need to go to the doctor and check that out because I cannot I don't like you dealing with this <sighs> victims who don't realize they are victims of narcissistic abuse are often burdened by the sense of guilt shame and self-hatred and they don't even recognize where that comes from That's because it's not your stuff. It's issues that they have projected on you. And that's by the narcissist. If you are a victim of narcissistic projection, you will be accused, demeaned, and humiliated. And be basically reduced to an inferior being. And that is so true. Literally, like my sister literally the other day came in and said, well, I feel like we were only having problems because of you. Making me feel like shit. Like, like. If you don't think that there's still problems without me here, then clearly you are not seeing what's actually there. You're living in fantasy land that everything's perfect daisies and roses when I'm not here. No, honey, there's still going to be problems there whether I'm here or not. Like, I don't know what you think, a girl like, what? She was, she said that to me and I was like, what the heck? Like, girl. There was way more problems than just me and what was going on with my, me and my parents. But it's okay. It's whatever. She wants to live in that fantasy land. Then that's okay. That's her. That's not my problem. But so if they see that they hurt you, shocked you, or upset you by some ridiculous accusation, it gives them validation of their control. Example, me having an abortion, quote unquote. My dad was holding like his phone. He was on the phone with my mom when I had brought out the police, Mark's family, everybody just to just squash this beef between my dad bringing up Mark's family into our beef and everything else. I had to bring the police and my dad had put my mom on the phone and my mom, I came back from talking about the police and my, the police had then told me like, you know, your mom bought up abortion. I don't know why she bought that up, but he was like, I don't know why she bought that up to, as opposed to this situation, but I know why she bought it up in general because she wants she it looks bad it sounds bad abortion is a bad sounding word she wants you to look bad so that she doesn't have to take responsibility and i told him i was like you're dead ass like literally that's exactly what i'm exactly so she bought up a big ass accusation against me so that she doesn't have to take responsibility and he was like i'm not going to ask you if it did or did not happen because that's none of my business but he was like we got back to talking about you know me and mark being together and i was 18 he's 17 and um then 
like I went back out there, my mom was like, I was just telling him, she was like, remember how you told me? No, she was like, remember when you got an abortion? She was like, and whose child was it? Wasn't it Mark's? And like, she said that. I don't know if she said just like that, but she did say like, it was Mark's child. It wasn't a Mark's baby. And like, literally, I didn't know how to take that because it was embarrassing that it was like in front of Mark's parent, like parent, brother, just in front of their family. It was just embarrassing. Like, I can't, even then going back, it was just embarrassing. Like, really? You're going to bring that up? Like, what is it really, what is it, how is this going to make the situation better? How are we going to get to a conclusion here? But she brought up an accusation and I had to feel humiliated, embarrassed. And my dad laughed and smiled because I didn't want them to know my trauma or my personal business. I immediately denied that accusation, like immediately, but literally like my body just didn't even know how to handle it. Like my face, my my mind, I wanted to like laugh, but cry. And I was angry and wanted to slap somebody at the same time. Sometimes these accusations be so crazy that when you at the height of the crazy accusations, they just that they just accuse you of that is beyond your comprehension and so out of line and out of character for you, you'll see them smirk. And that's exactly what my dad did as soon as I denied the abortion accusation. It made me literally sick. This shows that he got exactly what he wanted and me defending or explaining or even trying to reason was exactly what they wanted me to do. Literally, I fell into another one of their disgusting, horrible, abusive traps. When they blame and accused me, they wanted me to become defensive so they could calmly step back and show everyone how crazy I truly was, according to them. A question that comes to mind in relation to projection is... If supposedly the narcissist doesn't know right from wrong, why do they need to project? Does it indicate that they don't they know that they did something wrong, but they don't want to own it. So it's easier for them to blame you for it. Another thing I notice my mom do frequently is project their childhood issues onto me. If you hear accusation like, no, 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 no. And I heard accusations like you act like my mom. And they gave and that gave me some insight on what was going on just below the surface of her mind. Having a difficult childhood though, because my mom was in foster care, she wasn't all those things, and blah 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 blah. My dad, he was a grew up with parents that were good and kind of bad. I don't really know. Like they say some good things and they say really bad things. But he also grew up a gang member and this and that and did all this crazy stupid stuff, which was a choice. Gang me- being a gang and it was a choice. You know, you had a choice. But um, having a difficult childhood does not justify and excuse someone to continue their abuse. There's so many people out here who have it bad too and become good people. Literally rappers. Like they literally start from nothing from the bottom from horrible, terrible stories. And they tell it in their song and literally look where they're at. Some of them are actually good people. Some of them are actually doing good things. Others are in jail karma's catching up to them they're doing bad things but there's no excuse your childhood is no excuse to be mean to someone especially to your own kin if you don't have a healthy sense of self self and when we're in these relationships we usually do not that constant barrage of the narcissistic projections will make you believe that maybe they're right. And I can't fathom enough how many times I had like been on the phone with my boyfriend and told him, I was like, you know, maybe they are right. Maybe I am just some liar. Maybe I am just a bad person. Maybe I am all these things they set, like they sort me out to be. Maybe I am. Like maybe I just can't see it. Maybe I truly am and I don't know I am. Which brings me to pro- projective identification. We take in the emotions, the delusions, the fantasies or of the narcissist. Then it leads to identifying with their accusations. We start wondering whether they're right. So then we start to feel, think and behave in the way that the projections that the narcissist bombards us with are actually real. So for example, I have the text messages, boom again, you know me, I'm coming through with the receipts. This was another one of the arguments that I had because this was when I was when um 
the the time when my dad broke my door open and like kicked me and my boyfriend out and I was planning on trying to like um get a restraining order on him so I went to my mom and I was like mom sometimes I really wish I could tell you how I feel I was like I hold it in and it's painful literally my eyes go red with pain because I can't even cry anymore all I can say is I'm going to make a permanent decision based off this last experience with my dad Things legit got so bad, and I stood there shaking with anger, staring at my door, trying not to kick it in. I controlled my angers. I controlled my anger, something minor me couldn't do. You see, I peeped what Dad told you about stuff, about what goes on in my room and what I supposedly said and did. But the fact is, I felt powerless against Dad. Since I was 15, I felt powerless the day that he hit me, and and that was my last, and like, oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. I I felt powerless against dad since I was 15, experiencing firsthand the violence in that man. I felt powerless that day too, and that was my last day. My heart shrunk for him, and every time he degraded me, and every time we argued, my heart grew smaller for him. That day he kicked my door. He kicked the last bit of love out of my heart that I had for him. What he did was nothing but selfishness, selflessness, reckless, and childish. He cannot define a reason to why he did that to me, and that's the truth. Not, no, he'll feed you blind lies to make sure you think it's it's just enough for him. I won't forgive him again, and I have to show this man my power now that coming with me being illegally in charge of me. And it'll ripple, and it'll ripple. But it won't be like those couples you watch on TV who do some criminal stuff to their parents. That's just not me. So this decision I'm making is one that I carry with a heavy heart. But I waited for Dad to be okay with my happy. And I won't wait till... an. I won't wait till his never for him to be okay with what makes me happy another day, another second, another hour, another year. I'm going to give him I'm going to give the I'm going to give him his never, but I'll be flipping the script. So you'll so you love me like you say you do. You'll understand my decision and won't push me away because of it. This decision is a wake up call. This decision is a cry for help. You are going to lose someone great and they won't even be dead. Didn't dad say life's too short? Yeah, I've done so, I've done my crime, but I've done my time. And yeah, it was hard to serve, but I did my time already. But I this time I won't apologize for his behavior. At this point, it's just sad. In an ugly way to the point where I feel genuinely disgusted. Our family needs to stop wanting for someone to come in and help us. We need to start helping each other. Our family needs to be a family, not act like a family. Our house is not our house is not a home. And what I'm going to do is to stop a dense negative cycle me and my father have until he apologizes me and until he apologizes to me until he lets me be free. The shackles he'll have the sh- oh, sorry, the shackles he'll have on him will will keep him away from me. At a certain age, things aren't misunderstandings or mistakes to me anymore. It's his character, and I'm not with it. And I will live my life in my house how I choose. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll kick me out for him. If so, then, you'll, then you can never say you love me. Because that wouldn't be love. With every decision you make that impacts me negatively, my heart grows smaller and smaller and smaller for you. Let's grow again, and don't give up on me, and I won't give up on you. Say you love me and show me because it feels like a common, a commonly used word and it never feels like an action with you. Let's be a family. Let's start accepting the things. Let's start accepting that something's got to change or we will be lost. Never moving forward and always standing still. Nobody's going to move for us. And she was like, I honestly don't know what you feel I'm doing wrong. So basically, that whole text message that I just sent was about my dad and how I really wanted her to like help me i had a little paragraph about how things that she did to me made made um my heart go smaller for her but that whole entire literally freaking jesus a freaking essay of about what my dad did to me and what the decision i was going to make about my dad she you'll see how she reversed this back onto her and then blame shifts it back onto me watch honestly don't know what you feel i doing wrong i just stay away Growing up, you wouldn't do nothing I told you to do. You curse at me, call me out my name, refuse to be punished. I was like, when the hell did I ever curse at you? Like, straight up curse at you. When? Like, when have I ever cursed at you like that? Like, how you're saying. Like, she made it seem like I. that's all I ever did since I was a teenager. Fuck you, man. I hate you, bitch. Like, no. What the hell? 
Like, I've never directly cursed at my mom. Now, there is times when I was on the phone talking to my friends and going off and ranting to my friends. And I said, bitch. But when I'm talking about anybody in particular that I'm ranting about, I do say bitch. And that is that I own up to that. I completely take responsibility to the fact. But she's saying I've cursed at her. Like, at her. It doesn't say you curse you you would talk about me it says you cursed at me called me out my name refused to be punished and want respect in anything else and but want respect in anything else you wanted over time to keep you from hurting me i distanced myself from you every time i tried to get close you did something to push me away so i stopped trying because i learned loving you means not parenting you and allowing you to do whatever you want when you want giving you anything you ask for even if i can't afford it never saying no That is so unbelievably crappy of her to say. Because for one, it's not true. She makes me seem, she always tries to pull me out as a spoiled brat. Of course, like you see right here, blame shifting back onto me. She would try to point me out as a spoiled brat. Like I never, like I've never ever listened to her. I did whatever I wanted to do. Like I'm some white privileged kid who got everything she wanted. She, first of all, if she couldn't afford something, I was not going to get it no matter how much I begged for it. So while she's sitting here trying to accuse, like she's trying, of course, she's trying to get me to focus on what she just said about me right there. Boom. She just did that. Blame shifted it back onto me. She was like, that's it. If I say no, you go off. Don't give you what you want. You go off. Stand up for myself. You go off. So I stay away. I've raised five kids. None of them have ever cursed me out. I've never done it either, but okay. Um, none of refused to be punished, stolen from me, ran away. I have good relationships with them all. You're delusional if you think that. I don't know how to. Oh. I don't know where this is at. Hold on. Give me a second. Because some of them I don't. I uh, screenshotted it. It was screenshotted it. I don't know how to. She, I don't know what she said after that, but she said, but you won't think about the agreement that we made together regarding Mark. You broke it and you never once thought of what you were doing was disrespectful to me at all. Now and things are worse because you didn't respect my rules of my house, but you want me to respect you. See, that's the example of what I'm saying. And I'm like, What? I did not get this message, like, at all. Like, like, literally, this is proof, okay, y'all? Like, this is proof right here. Boom, in this message. Literally, a proof of how my mom would project, like, she would literally project that right back onto me. When they, oh, sorry, let me go back to where I had the, the, It's never the narcissist's fault. It's never the narcissist's fault. And blame must be assigned to someone. Narcissists are quick to blame when something goes wrong. And they are constantly projecting their feelings that they can't tolerate onto their children. Y'all, like, oh my gosh. Literally, um, she just said it. I just read it. I just, you all heard that. Literally, she just did it. And I was like, my message pertained to the situation about dad. I told you I don't have a problem with you in person the other day. I don't want to focus on, I don't want, I want to focus on my pain with dad. What did I say? What did you say it would take? Because I never, I thought dad said never. And I, she said, I don't know. Sorry, she said, I said, mom, this has nothing to do with you. I'm trying to talk about my pain concerning dad. And I'm interested in discussing our relationship. I really am. But I want you to believe this is about dad and has nothing to do with you. She said, okay, so later on in the argument, she was like, I never said you deserved anything. You do explode like a bomb. That is my impression of that is my impression. And I agree to therapy. So she said, you do explode like a bomb. You do explode like a bomb. And this is definitely going to pop in later on in this podcast. But literally, she said, you do explode like a bomb. And I said, she said, kind of knew this all has to do with my boyfriend. You made it hard for him now. And me and dad don't like him. And we don't even know him. Honest answer is he probably would never be welcome. 99% of our fights has something to do with him. 
Like, y'all. So then, going back to where I was at. Ooh, where was I at? Where was I at? Where was I at? So then, after the text, like, after I went through with that text, she just kept saying hurtful, hurtful things to me. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, she just kept going on about saying hurtful, hurtful words and things to me that I was just like, what the heck? Like, Jesus, like, what is wrong with her? Like, so then I just broke down and I did have a breakdown. And I looked, I was just, the whole time I was just looking at my door because my door just reminded me of my dad kicking my door down, getting what he wanted. My parents always say like, you get what you want, you get what you want. But of course, that's them shifting their problems back onto me. They get what they want, not me. Of course, I never, look, I'm poor and I'm privileged. I don't, I don't get what I want. I don't get what I want. I get what I can, what I might get. I, I ask for things, but I usually don't get them. I've asked for plenty of things. My mom has said she's going to give me and do plenty of things that I never got, that I never forced her to do. Literally. Literally. So I had a mental breakdown. I was crying. I was banging on my door because I just didn't want it there no more. I did not want to look at that damn door. So I was banging on my door and just kicking it and just I didn't want it there my boyfriend was on the phone and I was just telling him I was like no they don't want me to be happy like before I was just crying and I told him I was just like I was like no they don't want me to be happy and I was just getting angry and angry just like they don't want me to be happy they want me to be upset they want me to be bad they want me to be this person that they just they don't want me to be happy they don't want you here they don't want me to be happy and so I started I started to bang on my door and blah 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 and my mom was quick to tell me this message. My mom was quick after I had had my mental breakdown and everything. She, be- they didn't even try to come and console me, comfort me, nothing. They all got up and left. Like my my parents, my mom and dad both got up and got in their cars and went somewhere. Not even kidding. They had nowhere to go. They weren't doing nothing that day, and they just got up and left. And she said, "You see, you had another fit and went crazy again. See, this is why don't nobody ever want to deal with Mark. Never." Don't nobody want to deal with that. And then in her in her text message, she said, I just live like I got a bomb in my house ready to explode at any moment. And then she texted me saying, boom, point proven. Literally, that's my mom when she said, boom, point proven. When I'm at my lowest point, my mom kicked me. I started to act out in ways that were out of character for me. And it was like the narcissist, which were my parents, forced a script onto me. And before I knew it, I started acting and behaving in ways that I usually wouldn't. Period. So the narcissist forced their agenda onto me, making me feel like a puppet. And I suffered from a loss of identity because I was caught up and manipulated by the narcissist's fantasy uh, and projection. This sort of manipulation ventured into my psychic and to my intra-psychic realm. It's very subtle and extremely difficult to recognize, but very dangerous. And this is part is the part where I started to feel like I was losing my soul. I started smoking. And I'm not talking about I usually just smoked, you know, to release steam, like whenever we get in an argument. No, I started smoking. A lot. <laughs> A lot of weed. A lot of weed. I've wasted a lot of money on my weed. Asking my brother for weed. Asking him to roll my blunts. Just asking anything. I Whatever I could. I never did a tobacco though like that. I always used hemp wraps. But I started smoking. I was at a really low point. I'm not kidding. I was really down. Like I was really depressed. Really in the dumps. And a narcissist will be like will be unable to grasp the concept of projection because their whole game is based on them convincing the people around them that they are the victim and cannot see their own projections and an example of this is whenever me and my mom would get in a fight my siblings she would often go and tell my siblings or talk to my siblings about it and just pretend on a whole story making me seem like i freaking basically how i imagine this imagine this okay a giant I'm talking about taller than Jack and the Beanstalk type giants, okay? And then imagine a little tiny little person, regular human being sized, kicking the giant, kicking the giant, and the giant actually crying, saying, ow, 
butt hurts really bad. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that's pretty much. I'm kicking somebody bigger than me. Somebody's supposed to be mature than me. An adult older than me. Like, come on. And they're the ones pretending to be the child, pretending to be the human, trying to minimalize themselves down to a small size so that I look like I'm the one picking on them, bullying them. And they're the parents. Like, I don't get it. So then whenever my mom would tell those stories like that, my siblings would come like instead of like my siblings would come back and like tell telling me and pointing out what I did wrong to her. The supposed victim, instead of helping me, and all my siblings are guilty of that. They would, every single time. Literally, I'd be like, they'd be like, well, mom said you said this and that, and mom said he said this and that, and then they all did this and this. That's why I... Just justifying her actions without even knowing that they're justifying her actions. They're all guilty of that. So I couldn't reason with them. When they were in these throes of aggression, of aggressive projection, so no matter how ridiculous the accusations or what they they're blaming you for remain calm man like this can happen in relationships this can happen in friendships this can happen in any freaking relationship with another human being family the most though just stay calm and just observe what they're doing isn't the truth of what's going on and they're just reflecting a part of their story back onto you if they react if you react to their dumb accusations, this is setting you up for psychological torture. And I didn't know this. Literally, I didn't know this until like until I was 18, finally graduating and about to move out. And it'll make you question your sanity. So do not engage and consider a narcissist's projections as confessions. And remember that if you try to bite back, that's exactly what they want and need to continue the cycle of control. We all project and a great sign of maturity is having the ability to own and own the good and not the so good parts of like about ourselves like for real. And that's true. I own up to every single thing I've done and did. I don't hide from it. I've never hidden from it. Okay. Sometimes, you know, when it first comes out, like, you know, you be trying to like hide it a little bit, but no. I've owned up to everything good and bad. I've literally owned up to things that I didn't want to own up to, but I had to own up to just for the sake of my relationship, just for the sake of having a good relationship. I had to own up to things I didn't feel comfortable owning up to. But that makes you mature. When we're psychologically immature, we tend to blame and accuse and see things in others that we refuse to see about ourselves. Narcissistic projection disorders only ever see in black and white. My parents, they're the ones who are superior and everybody else is inferior. They're incapable and intolerant of seeing anything else. They will disown and reject all aspects that do not support their grandeur sense of self, which, which of course, is a false self. I think that hella people would agree that being unwilling and rigid and entitled are not qualities of a healthy relationship like a healthy relationship is based on. Adult relationships are about maturing and evolving and taking self-responsibility and it takes a lot of self-awareness to confront projection. Unfortunately, self-reflection, accountability, or self-regulations are like not characteristics that you can expect to see in those relationships, which is sad. And so I, after all of that, y'all, I want you guys to not look at me and feel bad for me. I want you guys to look at me and see that I am stronger than that. That I'm better than that. Because I escaped that crazy freaking house. And I feel like I made it out alive. Like I made it out of the... The, the four... The four uh, sorry. <laughs> I made it out of the forest of dead bodies, pretty much. I never thought, like, in a million years that I would get out of there. And that's true. I never did. Like, I really was scared that I wasn't going to get out of there. And it scared me. Because I just wanted so badly to get out of that house. So badly. And 
like I said in my last one, and listen to my podcast, y'all, because these all link up together. Like they they all link up. Believing in yourself, loving yourself when it's freaking hard to love yourself, will do you so much more in the future. Just keep telling yourself you will. I am, and I will, and watch. Just watch it happen out of nowhere. It's a beautiful thing, man. That's why I'm saying we are gods, man. We really can talk ourselves into like an ex- in, into something existing. I talked myself into getting here, literally. All I had to do was put the work in, which was try to find a place, look and search and look and search and call and search and text and endlessly, endlessly search, and I found a great place. Believe in yourselves, y'all. Believe that you are not crazy. If you have to question whether you are or not, then you're not. If these people are blaming you and you don't even understand how the hell they continue to freaking somehow blame this back onto you, then of course, there's something wrong there. So anyways, y'all, I've talked about almost an hour So I'm going to go ahead and cut it right here. Thank you all for listening to my longest episode yet, pretty much, other than the the episode that I had about um, being in a simple relationship, being a simple housewife who's unhappy, which that's a very great episode, guys. Please go listen to it. Um, I'm thankful for every single listen. Sometimes I get three plays, sometimes I get two plays, sometimes I get one play. I don't care. It's all something that I'm thankful for. And I really am. And I, I, I use everything that I went through. I go back to those messages, those horrible little messages, just to show you guys how easy it is to get mixed up in shit like that. And it's so easy. So please, go back, reflect, and see how different you can do this crap. Just to not engage with them, how much it'll do for you, for real. So thank you all for listening. Have a nice rest of your night, day, whatever. And take care, please.